You're listening to Favor, a peak potential newsletter created by Jolana R. Bostwick to encourage and uplift women to live out their God-given dreams. An encouraging note by J.R.B. Hi friends. When I was a child and even an adult, my mother would call my name from another room behind a closed door and I could hear her. She had conditioned me from a young age to come when she called. It was always a name I was familiar with. Jolana, Jolana Ravon, Lonnie, come here, she would say. Sometimes there was a please added, but most often there was not because it wasn't a question, it was a command. And I knew whatever I was doing, I needed to stop and find her to listen to what she needed from me. Still to this day, when I'm in the next room and she calls me, I come quickly and respectfully say, yes ma'am, you called? Is there something you need? It wasn't always that way though. When I was younger, I grumbled, mumbled, wavered, and wished I could sometimes disappear because it seemed as if I was the only person who could help her. Why me? Why always me? But time after time, I got used to hearing my name, and I got used to getting up and getting whatever it was she needed to be done. Later, I learned that really, she called my name because I was always somewhere else wanting to be left alone. She wanted to be near me to see my face every once in a while, and because I had been conditioned to come when she called, she knew eventually that I would come out and allow her to see my face so she could spend some quality time with me. Does this sound familiar? Sometimes, as Christians, we can be so comfortable in our own lives and environment that we've created so much that we forget we haven't been spending time with God. Then out of the blue, he calls our name to tell us to do something. We might mumble and grumble and moan and sometimes flat out ignore his instruction, but he'll keep calling again and again until we get to allow him to see our obedience. Yes, God wants to spend time with us too, and when we are in seclusion, wrapped up in our own needs, he calls our name and says for us to come out. Eventually, we get used to that calling, and later, we learn to arrive without him beckoning to us. And there will also come a time when we will go to him and say, is there anything you need? Just like our parents, as they get older, and we do too, we learn to go to them and ask how we can help before they can call our name. Why? Because we realize our names are always on their hearts and lips at some point, and before they can murmur a word, we've learned to be there. Are you listening for your name and your assignment, or are you ignoring your father's call? Remember, you will answer at some point, to, so be prepared to go again until the day you no longer have to be beckoned but come readily. After all, it's best always to be prepared to hear from the ones you love, especially your parents and Heavenly Father. They know you best, and you want to be near them, and they want you near as well. His Presence, an original poem by J.R.B. You have a list, 
and you have checked it twice. It's neatly wrapped in worldly advice. But God says the same as before. The very best gift can be bought in a store. With anticipation, you wait on your dreams. But God has given you more than it seems. He's been waiting for you to open his gift, though you insist there's no need to shift. You finally sit to see what he gave. It's all your mistakes he saw and forgave. You decide to give him one in return, a life that is eager to learn. All you ever wanted was total acceptance, but it was there all along, there in his presence. Favor Feature, Bonnie Grimes, A Lifelong Educator by J.R.B. I recently rewatched Mr. Holland's opus as an adult, and wow, what a perspective shift. This movie came out in 1995 and focused on the life and legacy of Mr. Holland, a school music teacher. The movie depicts two perspectives, the teachers and the students. Growing up, I was in the band and played the flute from 6th grade until 11th grade, so naturally, as I watched for the first time, I saw myself as one of Mr. Holland's band students learning life's lessons through music. I'm 37 now, and as I watched the movie again, I paid more attention to the teachers' lives. God is funny sometimes. As an adult, I see now that God planted Mr. Holland at that school so he could finish his true life's mission, being a light for his students, family, and friends. This new insight made me immediately think of my friend, the beautiful Mrs. Bonnie Grimes, and her life's work as an educator. A humble woman, Bonnie started her career as a music teacher in 1955 at Northside Elementary School in Rogers, Arkansas. Through the years, she was promoted as principal at two different times in her life. She was even honored by having a local elementary school named after her. I often passed by the school and wondered who this person was to have a school named after her. I remember when I got the chance to meet the Bonnie Grimes of Bonnie Grimes Elementary School. I I met her while volunteering with Altrusa, an organization that focuses on raising awareness and conducting projects to aid children with dental care kits and free books. Bonnie had long been retired from teaching, but I knew immediately that she was a lifelong educator. She was intent to thank me for choosing to volunteer, and she was also focused on learning my story. This was over five years ago when we met. I quickly saw her heart for others displayed through the simple act of listening. She met the love of her life, Bill, early on, and together they had three beautiful children. She is definitely very proud of her children, five grandchildren and ten great-grandchildren, taking the time to share about them when we once had the opportunity to sit together before times changed. She reflected on their joys and professions, hobbies, and where she felt they were going in life. She is indeed a great listener and storyteller. I believe that's why her legacy continues to have so much of an impact. She truly sees the favor God places over each of his children. Bonnie is known to be selfless and caring, but most of all, a seeker of knowledge. 
She loves to learn and share with others. I know that I am not the only person she has positively influenced over the years, but fortunately, I am one with a platform to thank her publicly. I count myself as one of her students, even though we never met in a classroom. She is a true inspiration, and her legacy is alive in the lives of her children, friends, family, former colleagues, and employees. At 92, she is still leaving an impact. Her late husband, Bill, and their children, grandchildren, students, and the community she continues to serve are her opus, and her legacy is her loved ones. She's the epitome of a living legacy. Bonnie Grimes, a lifelong educator. True Healing Takes Time by LaToya Lee. Healing can be complicated. You know you need it, but the process of attaining it is so daunting. There's also a required level of vulnerability you need to heal. I'm telling you what I know firsthand. I knew how to say all of the Christian jargon, but I was still very broken and wounded. I walked and lived my life as if I was fine, but I wasn't, even when I thought I really was. It was like swinging back and forth on a pendulum or a seesaw. I discovered that true healing is a process in my faith journey and that process takes time. I've experienced some excruciating moments in my life. Divorce, my mother and grandmother's death, unexplained ended friendships, failed relationships, betrayal from people I admired, and more. You see, pain is quite an igniter. You can either look at it as a precursor or a byproduct of an array of emotions that you rarely allow to escape your lips. Pain takes you from one extreme to the next, from rage to weariness, from candor to shame. But I've learned over the years that the process of healing is sometimes more difficult than the pain you've encountered. Strangely, we hold on to pain and fail to fight hard enough to heal. You know why? because to actually take the time to heal can be exposing. I'm reminded of the woman with the issue of blood who was an outcast. She was tired of being in the same situation year after year. She tried to be healed, but nothing worked. She realized that she would have to face the people who ridiculed her, shunned her, and turned their backs on her. She had to face fear, rejection, and pride. She had to face the stigma of being deemed unclean, dirty, and filthy. Even everything she touched was considered unclean. It was no secret. Everyone knew her issue. She was ostracized, condemned, and believed to be unworthy. However, she was also determined. Can you imagine facing all of that just to be healed? Can you visualize how humiliating it probably was to press through a crowd or of mimicry, shame, and defeat just for the possibility of healing? She didn't know how it would turn out, but she was so desperate that she was willing to risk facing it all for a chance of peace, freedom, 
and ultimately healing. She was willing to let go of her embarrassment, the feeling of disgust and loss, and being nearly depleted of hope. She had just enough faith to get her to the hem of Jesus' garment in the nick of time. This may be you right now. You may only have just enough faith to push you out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid. Just like this woman, what if this is your chance of wholeness? Let go of the constant reminder that you're not enough. Let go of the lie that you're not valuable. Risk facing everything, everyone, and every reason why you encountered the pain in the first place. To be healed is beautiful, but it requires transparency. I consider myself a witness that God will give you beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, and his strength in exchange for your weakness, but you have to be willing to let go of one thing to gain the other. Healing can be yours, and God wants to give it to you. It's not always an easy or pretty process, but it's worth it. Take the time to heal. A Morning Inspiration, an original poem by Joni Roberts. Open my eyes, my ears, and heart to listen. As I am in waiting for words and wisdom, while I'm searching for healing, with a touch of soft solace for my soul, I pray for abundant grace and mercy. I find you meeting me here today as you wrap your arms around me in sweet, gentle love. A few of our favorite graduates. Favor would like to congratulate each of these subscribers for accomplishing their God-given dream of going back to college. They would like to offer others encouraging words to keep pursuing their dream of completing their college degree. Natalie R. Tibbs is a registered nurse, executive director of the Children's Advocacy Center of Benton County and Restoration Village, mother of five and wife to Kevin Tibbs. A couple of years ago, Natalie decided to focus on the dream God placed in her heart, completing her bachelor's degree. Though Natalie was accomplished in her field of eliminating child abuse, one thing was tugging at her, finishing her degree. This year, she did it. Here are a few words of encouragement from Natalie. The only thing standing in your way of accomplishing your dream is you. There will always be an excuse. Don't let not pursuing your dreams become your regret. The sense of accomplishment and pride is worth it. You are worth it. Go for it, girl. Natalie R. Tibbs, recent graduate of John Brown University in Salem Springs, Arkansas. Congratulations on getting your Bachelor of Science in Psychology. You're in the class of 2020. Next, we have Sharon Wilkinson. Sharon Wilkinson is a career counselor at the Northwest Arkansas Economic Development District. God placed the dream in her heart to complete her degree five years ago. Through many trials, she was able to finish the race. A few words of encouragement from Sharon are, 
I want to encourage all of you currently attending college and for those desiring to go back to school, you can do it. There is a win in you. Invest in yourself because you are worth it. There will be times when you feel like you need a second wind and feel out of breath. You may even experience cramps and muscle spasms with many sleepless nights. The going will get tough, but I encourage you to run on and see what the end will be. It's going to be amazing. Watch and see. God will give you all the rest you need. Relief, encouragement, strength, and truth. Sharon Wilkinson, congratulations. You are a recent graduate of Arkansas Tech University in Russellville, Arkansas, with a degree in professional studies, applied leadership concentration, class of 2020. Last, we have Helena L. Gaddison. Helena works full-time at the Conair Corporation as a sales leader. She is also a mom and avid community supporter serving on the United Way of Northwest Arkansas's local board. God placed in her heart to further her skills by attaining additional knowledge to progress in her field. A few words of encouragement, of encouragement from Helena. One of my favorite quotes is from St. Francis of Assisi. Start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible and suddenly you are doing the impossible. I believe this quote is relevant to encourage women to keep moving onward and upward, to pursue higher goals, including education, career, spirituality, health, and life. Take one positive step, then another, and suddenly you have achieved greatness or at least more than you ever imagined. Aim to be your personal best. Congratulations, Helena. You are a recent graduate of John Brown University in Salem Springs, Arkansas, getting your Master of Science in Leadership. You are in the class of 2020. Congratulations, ladies. Rest, Take a Seat, an original poem by Sharon Wilkinson. Joy comes in, take a seat. Love comes in, take a seat. Peace comes in, take a seat. I called them into fruition because it's my season to get the rest. Relief, encouragement, strength, and truth. Lord, I'll forever find rest in you. Amen. Favor Focus, featuring Vidal Photography. Monica Vidal is the owner of Vidal Photography in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Her dream is to capture beautiful memories for her clients that will linger on a lifetime. Photography is her passion and her dream ultimately came true when she opened her business in 2017. Favor congratulates Monica for continuing to live out her God-given dream. We are happy to focus on some of her photography. For more information about her photography, you can visit her website at www.vidalphotography.mypixieset.com. That's www.vidalphotography.com. 
com. Decor featuring Decore Interiors. You have a dream in your heart and you begin to prosper in it, but then change happens. Your business that was prominent in one state is starting up fresh in another. What do you do? Well, Monica Diaz, a well-known interior designer and owner of Decore Interiors in Northwest Arkansas, recently moved to California and learned quickly how to continue her vision when things change. When talking to Monica about her move and the impact on her business, it was quite refreshing to hear her uplifting perspective. She pointed out how God had given her different ideas to grow even in this season. She returned to daily journaling and began to listen to God. He prompted her to look outside of her comfort zone to start something new, a podcast and video series to encourage others to make their space into a place where they can dream too. She's already making an impact. I was truly inspired when watching one of her recent videos where she taught us how to design our own centerpieces. I felt empowered and loved it so much that I asked Monica to share steps with Favor subscribers. Monica is a favorite example of how to live out your God-given dream despite any challenge. She continues to be content, allowing God to direct her next steps, noting he is the ultimate guide. Amen. Decore Interiors is an award-winning company with a reputation for consistent innovation at the highest level of design. For more information about Monica and Decore Interiors, you can visit her website at www.decoreinteriors.com. That's www.decoreinteriors.com. Templates, an original poem by J.R.B. Having a template isn't always so great. What if I wanted to type in all lowercase? Couldn't I do it with style and your grace? I know I can be the one, the first to create, but then I see what's all on my plate. Time to crawl back inside the iron gates. I begin to hold back because it's already been done. I won't dare cross the lines, but where is the fun? I want to break down, but here comes the sun. He shifts my sight to his glorious kingdom. Lord, you gave me the freedom to be seen, not hidden. Allow me to be bold, I know I have your permission. I'll linger no longer, for I have ammunition. I'm powered by your might and endless provision. An End of the Year Encouragement by J.R.B. Dear friends, being the lender and not the borrower is not just about giving someone money. It's about giving a person hope and encouragement when there was once none. There have been times in the past where others stepped into my life raising me. I was struggling because of past hurts and I wanted to give up. 
But several people stepped into my life when I wanted to turn away and run from God. There was a time when I doubted that my faith was strong enough. I was a new believer and had experienced a breakthrough. Then the enemy searched for an opening. There was a moment where I took the bait. I became the old me filled with doubt, depression, and deep-seated regret. All those emotions did was to bring a sort of self-degradation. I was weary, and even though I went to church, my connection with God felt superficial, very surface level, and not a direct connection. I felt him through many people, but didn't see his power directly because I was blinded by bitterness. People would see me and tell me to stay encouraged, to keep coming to church, keep reading my Bible, keep journaling, keep praying, but most of all, keep believing that things would get better. I kept pressing on, and there were days when I couldn't do any of those things but go to church, to be in the house of the Lord for services and to volunteer. What I didn't do when I made a mistake was to dwell on it. I continued to have grace for myself and was determined to pick right back up where I left off because we can be careful and cautious, but we cannot condemn ourselves. This was when I was the borrower of bravery and confidence poured into me by friends, family, church members, and leaders was all I had. God gave me what I needed during that season through people. With their encouragement, I kept going and became more stable. I became consistent with my time with God and experienced a true breakthrough. It was the most amazing shift that happened when I chose to forgive. For years, I had been holding on to all the hurts of people. It was these little things that bore memories of a past I needed to release. I could recall every little comment, stare, body movement that I thought was negative and I would rehearse it. The moment I chose to say out loud, I forgive you, then my shoulders lowered, the tension disappeared, and my mind had such clarity that could now be seen in my eyes. I built a firm trust in the Lord because I borrowed strength from others until I could be a light myself. Now I am the lender. I am determined to show others that the pain is only temporary. Keep on going and doing the little things of God, and you too will be a lender. But for now, if you need it, feel free to borrow my faith, hope, and strength. I'm here until you find yours. It surely will come. Mine did. Thank you for listening to Favor, a Peak Potential newsletter coming out the 19th of every month. Visit getpeakpotential.com for more information on our services.